And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And my name is Ann Elder. And like we always do, Ann and I are going to talk about movies. In particular, we're going to talk about a new film called Friends with Money. Uh-huh. If the word friends reminds you of the star of this movie, it was, I guess, not an accident. Jennifer Aniston is one of four leading ladies. The other three are Joan Cusack, Catherine Keener, and Frances McDormand. Three wonderful, wonderful actresses. I noticed you said it's a story of four people. But there are three wonderful actresses. I think Jennifer Aniston has her place, but I don't think she has her place with these three other people right. who are excellent. But they're not excellent in this film, and no, I'll they're tell not. you why. This is a comedy drama or dramedy about three married women mm-hmm. and their husbands and their lone single friend named Olivia, played by Jennifer Aniston. She was a teacher. She quit her job as a teacher because she liked smoking marijuana a little bit too much. And she is now working as a maid, cleaning the houses oh. of very wealthy people. Perish the thought, think the other three. And at the beginning of the movie, the seven people are out to dinner. The three couples and Olivia, Joan Cusack and her husband, Mike, played by Greg German from Ally McBeal, have so much money they're going to give $2 million away. And they're discussing whether they should give it to their daughter's school or should they give it to Olivia, who is very, very poor, which is bizarre. Yeah. These women have known each other for a long time. They never explain why or That's where. a very big flaw in this picture, Les, because the age difference between Jennifer Aniston's character and Frances McDormand is at least 20 years. There is no rhyme nor reason for these four people, in my opinion, to be friends, and that's a problem. If I knew where they had met and what circumstances drove them together, perhaps I could understand the reasons for them staying together. And I think one of the problems here is when you get into your 40s, like the three women, you had friends. They were good friends. But, you know, you grow in different directions, and finally you don't really see your friends that much anymore. These people see each other all the time, and I don't understand it. Frances McDormand is a dress designer and apparently a very successful one. Her name is Jane. The clothes that are shown may be the ugliest ensembles I have ever seen in a film. (laughs) When I looked at those dresses, I thought of the wallpaper in Lucky Number 11 that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that was so awful. These clothes looked like wallpaper. Yeah, they were were shapeless, horrible, wrinkled, terrible, terrible, terrible. Now, Jane, Frances McDormand, is married to Aaron, Simon McBurney, who is British, And everybody else in the movie thinks he's gay. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, we're all going to laugh when we find out that he's not, but we don't find that out. No, we don't. (laughs) I would say that another nickname for his character could have been Lord Beaverbrook, because unfortunately, this man looks very much like a little beaver. Yes, he did. (laughs) But he's a good-natured sort, I'm sure. I thought that his character was, again, very, very poorly written. I think... All the characters were very poorly written. Catherine Keener playing Christine and her husband David played by Jason Isaacs are co-screenwriters. And they work obviously very badly together. I've written with other people and (laughs) you don't treat each other like that. They are also adding something onto their house. They're adding a second floor, which means that nobody else in the neighborhood can see anywhere. This is just god awful. So once again, we see that these people are selfish. Yes, and Joan Cusack and Greg German, Franny and Matt, have so much money that we don't know what they do, why they do it, or what they're going to do with all their money. 
And what it all boiled down to for me, Anne, is that I didn't care what they did with their money. I didn't care what they did with Olivia. The Jennifer Aniston character is very, very sleazily written. I agree with you. Right from the very, very beginning. In fact, under the credits, something happens that I don't want to go into here, mm-hmm. but it's gross. Well, It's not bad taste. It's gross. I agree. I agree. I think that Friends with Money is a major disappointment for the following reasons. I think there was nothing remotely innovative or clever, funny, insightful, tasteful, ennobling, or worthwhile. These are really despicable human beings. And as written by the director and screenwriter, Nicole Holof Center, Center, these people complain, vetch, they don't know what to do with their lives. You know, at some point, Les, you just want to look up at the screen and say, you know what, get over yourselves, grow up, and get on with your life. Find something of value to do with yourselves other than complain. There are a lot of people who are in their 20s that you want to say the same thing to. Stop whining. But people in their 40s, come on. It's over. You should be there. I agree with you. should be there. And by the way, the end of the film, well, it's not really the end of the film. It just stops, doesn't it? Yes, it does. We have no idea what happens to any of them. Well, I think the whole movie can just be summed up with the very pivotal character of Jennifer Aniston. She is truly a witless, worthless nitwit. She says that she gives up her teaching job because she doesn't want to be unappreciated anymore and that these rich kids in the private school just don't have quote, their values together. But the truth of the matter is she's lying because what Jennifer Aniston really wants to do is to continue a life of an adolescent misfit who has given up any sense of responsibility for herself. As I said, she smokes dope. Correct. She has just had an affair with a married man and Correct. is calling him every night and that's hanging right. up. That's right. But now that she's cleaning houses, somehow that's giving her the license so says the writer, to steal from her employers and behave atrociously with another disgusting character, an aerobics instructor whom she's hooked up with without any consequence for her actions. In fact, she gets off the hook. Towards the end of the picture, she decides that she doesn't want to clean houses anymore. And then one of the people that she's been employed by asks her to go to dinner with him. He's kind of a schlumpy, good-natured fella. She agrees to go out to dinner with him. Bad haircut. Bad haircut. And then we find out this wonderful secret that he's got that makes us all see that Jennifer Anderson might be getting her Prince Charming. Now, that says to me that all this crummy behavior... All of this irresponsibility on her part is rewarded by her finding Mr. Wright, who happens to have a Rockefeller-type bank account. I think that this is a sad, pathetic movie about a lot of sad, pathetic people, who, by the way, are in La La Land. They are in La La Land, and by the way, we have Frances McDormand as this highly paid and famous fashion designer who doesn't wash her hair. It's not like she only washes it once a week. It's scummy. It's well, filthy. It looks terrible. I she agree looks with terrible. You. Oh my God. You know, this is the bottom of the barrel of screenwriting. When you sit down to write a screenplay less, you don't just arbitrarily make up ideas and choices for characters. You really think it out. You plot it out very carefully. Why does this character do this? Why wouldn't he do that? It has to be done with such precision. This screenwriter, Nicole. Holof Center, has decided that she's just going to make choices for these characters, and we have to live with it. It's unprofessional. It's unpolished. This is a terrible movie. I find nothing in it redeemable. If I were going to retitle this movie, I wouldn't call it 
friends with money on any stretch. I'm going to call it Losers with Money. So if you can't already tell us, this movie is getting a great, big, fat, red light from me. We did not see this movie together. We saw it separately. We talked about it on the phone a little bit. I said I was going to give it a very, very pale yellow light because I didn't think it was as bad. After talking to you and after thinking about it some more, you're absolutely right. This is a stinker. Everybody, stay away. If you have friends with money, go have dinner with them. Do not come and see these friends. Thank you. Because they're boring, they're distasteful, and they're a waste of time. I hated the picture. Well, Red light, red light, red light. Two red lights for <laughs> Friends with Money, directed and written by Nicole Holofcener and starring Jennifer Aniston, Catherine Keener, Francis McDormand, and Joan Cusack, and a bunch of other uninteresting male actors. That's the other thing. Where did they find these guys? I don't know. In a coffee shop someplace. Yeah. You'll have more fun in the coffee shop than seeing this movie. <laughs> Two red lights for Friends with Money. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh, yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.